Hey guys, this is Dan the GM welcoming you to episode 24 of What the Dice. So, let's have a real talk between uh, you and me. The other uh, cast don't have to know about this. Have you joined Discord with us? Have you followed us on Facebook? What about Twitter? No? Well, why not? It's on our website. Just go to whatthedice.weebly.com. Go to the links page and join, join, follow, follow, all the little fun stuff. Well, enough of that from me. How about you guys sit back, relax, and get ready for this episode? I hope you guys enjoy, because I sure did. We sit at the campfire as dusk slowly approaches. The old man has started the campfire, the light giving us warmth on our face. A few travelers who have stuck by to listen tend to their own notes, some sharpening blades. We can hear the murmurs of some type of crowd moving closer. Turning, we see a group of scholars dressed in white robes, handing books to each other and scrolls, sharing information, talking about tales of forgotten temples in seas of sand, or dwarven mine shafts that reach all the way past the underworld. But in the back, a single scholar, his robe worn with time, the hood pulled down past his eyes, his hands tucked back into his sleeves. As he approaches, he stops. You could feel his eyes lock onto us. And then we feel it move towards the book. The old man smiles, waiting for a moment. The scholar gives a slight bow and moves on. Well, me friends, it seems as if our adventuring party has not only had their chance to deal with their shopping, but also had a chance to learn something new. Now, sit back, me friends, for there's more to this tale. So... Are you guys getting up at the crack of dawn, or are you guys going to, like, sleep in? Average morning? Okay. I don't really, like, try to sleep in. I get up and then start doing my prayers and eat food and continue on. Okay. Hey, Clyde. Yes, sir. Where's your shield at? Uh, <laughs> if we're in the house, it would be right um, outside the door since I'm up so easily accessible. Am I even am I strong enough to even pick that shield up and move it or not? Uh, what's your strength? Technically. As long as you don't have a negative, uh, you should be perfectly fine because, you know, you could carry a shield. My strength is six. Wow, Ooh. that's low. Um, that's a negative three? Two? Two. Two. Ooh, I 
I mean, that's a good question. Alright, Clyde, can you put your shield on the table for me? Sure. I'm worried it might crush me if I try to pick it up. Of course, here you are, sir. Using my engineering, can I tell how thick of a shield you need to stop a bullet? Um, well, there's a lot of things that go into it because it depends on what the kind of shot is, how much black powder was it in, um, if there was rifling or if it was a special type of, if it was more than just lead, like if they used a steel or, so there's a, a lot to it. Like the basic garbage that uh, garbage rifles his brother is churning out and probably equipping his people with. This could probably stop it, but it is kind of hard to exactly tell. Because again, there's they could add extra black powder in it. That's true. Because this should stop most bullets, as long as they don't add more powder or different types of bullets. So as long as they don't um, modify it like I would modify something. Yeah, this yeah. weighs 20 pounds. Yeah, well, don't just stand in the way of bullets normally. I would suggest ducking, because you don't dodge very well. I I don't. That is true. Also, maybe a little more, like, curviness on the shield would help, like, gla cause it to glaze off. But, you know, you've got enough dents in there. I think it'll just add more, more texture to your shield. Well, won't the spikes help as well? Or cause more shrapnel. One of the two. Okay. I can shoot your shield and see how well it works. Well, if I end up getting the shield that I want eventually, um, it'll be a little different. So you don't want me to shoot this one? Not currently. No, thank you. Eventually, I am thinking about investing in a tower shield. Oh, you mean a, a door. Gotcha. Yes, a door that they would have to try to open. Yeah, it would be large enough to be probably a door for a short mm -hmm. round. It would be. Well, it would probably be a door for you as well, because it will be, you know, from my uh, shins to my shoulders. <laughs> He's calling you short. I'm not much taller no. than you, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not calling her short. I'm just respectfully speaking it. of height to a person. Admit it, you were implying it. I am respectfully speaking. As you guys are chatting, Rune is in the small kitchen area cooking up some simple food. Some eggs, fish, and some bread. Serving it, he smiles and his quickly pulls on his hat. Shifting back into his elven form, there is a knock at your door. How the hell did you know that was coming? Well, I was just wondering the same thing. Uh, by the way, Rune, we do have a 300 gold stipend um, for food if you wish to use that when you are um, making uh, breakfast, lunch, or dinner for any point in time. Okay, Rune will remember. I'll get the door, guys. Thanks. Phoebe shall go over to the door and open and see who's there. In the doorway, 
is a tall, slender woman. A Her body is slightly more lithe than most humans, but she looks humanoid for the most part. Um, her skin seems to not have a lot of color, and her hair is full of bright colors. Um, so her hair... Her skin is almost a like a off-white, like it's she does not see a lot of sun by the by your standards. Her eyes are pupil pupil bleh, pupilless and give a greenish yellow glow to them. It's kinda cool. Uh hi, can I help you? She gives a you a deep bow. She goes, I am Fala. I am your home steward. Okay. May I ask if it is not too um, offensive, just because I am not as worldly as I wish, what race are you, madam? I am, as you call, a Fletchling. She looks fairly young. She probably is in that, like, 20, 21, probably in that bracket. So she is in the younger category. So when she says Fletchling... Would I know that would that would be a kind of outsider? You would assume, based on looking at her, that she is a classified as an outsider. She is dressed as the other stewards that you have seen, and she does carry the crest of the holy city. Okay, then I, I won't I won't do what I was gonna do. You were gonna do detect evil, weren't you? Of course I was. Who do you think I am? I'm a paladin. Just click the permanently on button. <laughs> I, I can see it now. He finally detects evil and just kind of turns to his party members without thinking. Just, evil. Pure evil. <laughs> nice. But yeah, um, I will then uh, welcome her in. She steps in. As she does, she kneels down, removing her sandals, and steps leaves them outside. Giving you another bow, she goes... I have been appointed by the Holy City as your home steward. If you request anything or need of anything, I will be at your beck and call. Right. Um, Perfect. Is there anything that, that you need from us? She reaches into her small satchel and pulls out a small scroll. She goes, as of now, I just have some basic information about you. If there anything that you wish for me to know, I will know. If there is anything you wish to not discuss with me, please feel free to not. My skills lean into the alchemy. If you require any help in curing any type of poisons, I am here to assist. Well, that is immensely useful. Thank you very much since we are out and about and we have come across many uh, dangerous things. We welcome that knowledge and appreciate it. Would you like to sit down? Um, we don't have a, a formal sitting here. It's something that we have to look into getting, but please um, come in and relax. Um, can we get you anything while you are here? She shakes her head softly. No, I ensured that I had had my morning meal before arriving. Okay, then um, I'm not sure about how um, other information um, 
the others would like to give you, but we have a total of five occupants, or I should say a possibility of five occupants. Um, the three that you see here, um, there is one other um, whose name is uh, Rune, who I believe is um, around the corner cooking at the moment. And then we have a friend um, who is actually with the clerics um, currently being helped out uh, with a slight illness that had come from his hometown. Ah, uh, yes, Master Ishul. I've had the opportunity to speak with him while I was testing some of, testing him for certain poisons. He is a very knowledgeable man. Yes, that would be him. Perfect. She looks around, she goes, would you like me to find out who sells home supplies, chairs, tables? It seems you have acquired some tapestries, as well as bedding. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Um, uh, as she enters, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, um, is there anything that you would like to um, speak to us about? I mean, um, I would love to sit down and have a, a, a conversation with you about, you know, who I am. That way you can better assist us. She nods and follows you into the kitchen where Rune, in his elven form, Kalila and Defibulus are. She gives everyone a bow. Uh, Kalila, this would be your first time seeing a fletchling. Defibulus, Defibulus, Defibulus has probably seen drawings of them. Clyde, because of the region he's in has probably seen them as um, rangers that have been helping or as druids. They do have, he does know that they all um, have the ability to learn, take in most skills, so they do tend to favor certain things. Howdy. She gives you a bow. Uh, Defibulous is fine, thanks. Master Defibulous. Lila will nod. Of course. So I'm curious. We uh, told Sir Reginald to whoever wanted to come and be our housekeeper. You, I believe you referred to it as a different term. What made you want to do this? She places her hands in front of her and goes... Well, most of the occupants of the Holy City find my appearance unnerving. I actually kind of that. Seeing that you are not from the town, I had put in a request. I have, I have many knowledges when it comes to dealing with things of the alchemical nature. And knowing that Defibulus has a firearm and some of them use alchemical fire to work, as well as you have come across a poison that had been yet to identified. They had, I had put in the chance that my knowledge would be the most useful I will not for you. recognize the fact of she's not judging her for being a black cat, so she's not going to judge her for being a fledgling. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, in, in all honesty, I find um, your appearance and 
everything quite fascinating. And just as when I had first met uh, Kalila, the, the the world is a wondrous place with each person having their own um, looks, traits, and personalities. Just because uh, myself and another uh, human might look alike, we would have two different personalities that would make us completely different. So I find it all very uh, welcoming, actually. If Fabulous is going to lean in, lean over to Kalia really quietly, I think he likes her. <laughs> <sighs> it's always that. Why? I mean, geez. She nods and she goes, I will be bringing you your stipend on the beginning of each week, and if you require anything of me, she hands you a small stone with a strange symbol on it. On her hip, you see the same. She goes, these are what our guards use. They give us the ability to speak at great distances. If you require me inside the city, or if you require me and I am within the city walls, I will be able to assist you. Okay. Um, the stipend might um, eventually go to um, Rune. Um, as you can see, he is cooking right now, so uh, he might be the one that is going to gather food. Um, you know, lunches, dinners, that kind of thing. Unless you, you know, being um, familiar with the city, have a better idea of where to get, um, you know, fresh foods, breads, and then I would say the stipend would just be um, able to be given to you for gathering purposes. She nods and she goes, I will speak to Master Ruin each time I bring the stipend and give him suggestions of where to acquire any ingredients he seeks. As she speaks, Ruin kind of nudges Defibulous. Ruin's a master now. Congratulations. And um, as far as, as I am concerned, um, I am no longer considered a uh, a master or a, a holder of... Um, Titles aren't necessary. Grounds or areas. So you do not need to use that phrasing with me. She nods and I will remember that. Placing the bag of gold on the counter, she goes... Well, if there's nothing that you need of me immediately, I do have some classes to attend to. Can I have a perception check from everybody? That 20. Oh, 22. Okay. Um, for the first time ever, in that instance, you see uh, um, him kind of look down in a mournful type of uh, way curious. She will wait for uh, Fala to leave and then inquire, going, why the sad look? Fala gives a slight bow and she goes, if you need me, please summon. And she exits. As she leaves, she slips her sandals back on and softly shuts the door. Why the sad look? Oh, as um, the Fibulous has uh stated he, his family history I also have one of my own um, that is the one one of the main reasons why I am 
here now is because of uh, leaving my home and territory for a um, unfortunate family history. Lila will just nestle into her chair and listen and wait and listen to his tale. <laughs> uh, sure, I will keep it short in the um, manner that uh, my family was not the best uh, keep or people for a keep for a territory that they were greedy and while I tried to help people they did not try to help people and I was shunned and ignored and ridiculed and then locked away um, for periods of time and that is when uh, the goddess came to me and I left my home so do you want me to add them to my list of people that need shooting no the goddess and the gods will treat them accordingly Right, more god stuff. Gotcha. Well, is just gonna finish eating her breakfast because they already know she comes from a village of other cats and is a hunter. She's got nothing. Oh, I should probably let the steward person know <laughs> that we do not accept packages from short uh, short bolt companies. You have your stone. Oh, yeah, stone. Right. My bad. Well, I would just wait for her to come back because she had just left, so it's almost like, wow. Well, the it's more like oh, the stones are almost like, uh, in the simplest term, like a walkie-talkie. It, it's verbal communications over distances, so you can technically talk to her, and as long as you say you don't say like, hey, I need you to come back, you can still engage in conversation over a distance. Hey, we can start making the uh, static noises when we talk to people on those now. Fluke, I am your lover. <laughs> Alright, so with breakfast done and tales <laughs> told, shopping? Luke, I am your walkie-talkie. Yeah, we should probably do some shopping. Yeah. Hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to the market we go. Are you trying to be a, pretend to be a dwarf? Nah, I was off key. Alright, so you guys are heading to the market. Alright. What do you guys want to do? Shopping, I thought we just said that. Well, duh. <laughs> um, did you guys want to do anything with these seeds? Or are you going to leave that for a different time? I, I feel like we should do that somewhere privately. You know, we are in a huge town, so I almost feel like that is... Yeah, but you said it has to be planted and it takes overnight to grow, so we can easily do yeah. that at the end of the day. You can also come and go from the town whenever you please. That's at least what you were told. Come on, launch. Um, Alright. So, shopping? Yes. And as we go out shopping, did we ever get, we got those things identified. Did you ever tell us what they were? Yes. The cannibal ring and the uh, sword? Oh yeah, I would have. I would have told you next time we met. I would have definitely told you. I would not have kept that up. Okay, so we would we would know about that. Uh, back to our gnome, see what he has, because we have looked at a couple of different merchants. Or are you wanting to explore more places? Well, what are you shopping for? I think we can go back to the to the gnome. I mean, the only other would be like a magic shop if he doesn't have something. 
All right, so I'm assuming we're just going to the uh, gnome to see what he has and say hi again. So what we're going to do is we're going to... I'm going to let you guys do your shopping off air. Sounds just good. so we can get some of the plot going. Is that cool with yep. you guys? Okay. So, yes. blah, 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 done some shopping. Um, it's approaching afternoon. A city steward approaches you and hands you a message from the rat. <laughs> the scholar. rat. I'm Michelangelo. Saying that he wishes to meet with you by the docks. The southern docks. Outside the city. Odd request, but seems good to go. Out at the docks. There is a storm out in the horizon, and he is sitting with a spyglass watching it. His tail flicking, not nervous per se, but more of the apprehensive to that storm. Like, the storm makes him nervous. Now that is a hell of a storm. Setting the spyglass down, he turns to you guys. With a sly smile, he goes, So... The worthless scholars finally helped. Handing you the map, he goes, North. Much north. There is a field of black roses. You will go there. For what? The Bone God's Temple. The last one. Aren't you listening? Yeah, Clyde, aren't you listening? Jeez. I am listening. You didn't say that. You did point that out, and you said... No one's returned from there. Well, if we want answers, we need to go there. Fair enough. Are we looking for the scepter that you mentioned, or are we looking for just some ambiguous thing that will help us? Knowledge. Knowledge is power, young lady. Yeah, knowledge is power. That's what I mean. Ambiguous thing that will help us. But no, but power corrupts, and then absolute power corrupts, so absolute knowledge corrupts absolutely. He glares at Clyde. You are worse than the other scholars. Now, I am still doing research on the Scepter of Fire. Last time we've had any information is that it fell into some orc hands, which is not the best thing to hear. But that was about 500 or so years ago. Yeah, something like that. Oh, just a small amount of time. But we may look out and it might be findable. But we need to know what it looks like. And the Bone Temple will guide us to that knowledge. Well, if it is the Temple of the Bone God, there might be some kind of record there. Yeah. So, this is not something I would ask lightly. But it seems as if we want to stop this darkness, we need to take a chance and... You lot are the only ones that I think are capable of getting in. Question. Yes. Is he a vengeful god? He goes, we don't know much about the god besides that he ruled over the land of bones. But what the land of bones is, is all conjecture. Some scholars say it is death. Some say it is the place where evil goes when it's dead. Others say it's where the gods send gods that they don't want around. 
I just figured I'd ask since I'm I'm pretty sure we may have angered him from like letting out that one guy. Well, if you remember, he didn't seem to notice. And besides, if a god is vengeful, they'll strike you down with lightning. That's usually their forte. So far, we haven't been struck down. Well, I mean, we do have a walking lightning rod, so we're okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Clyde. I got it. So, if you head to the north, look for the Field of Black Roses. Somewhere. Hopefully, we'll see some kind of clue. Yes. Did you finish translating the map? I'm still working on it, but I've got some clues. But it's all broken and un... It doesn't make a lot of sense, if you know what I mean. Hmm. Well, it would still be good to have that written down for when we're out there. It might make more sense while we're there rather than standing out here on the docks. He goes, I didn't want the other scholars. They all think that I am mad for sending a group of people to what they view as their death. I don't think that's the case. Didn't they say the same thing sending us into the dark, cursed swamp? Yes, well, I did not say that they were the brightest. Now, did I? They all aren't very smart, and that's why I hate working with them. Can you fire them? We've gathered. I've tried. It doesn't work. That's a shame. Catapults work. Let me get a copy. They, they do work. Can I have a copy of your notes before we leave? He goes, absolutely. I have already transcribed some for you. He hands you a very thick leather book. Thank you. He, he also takes your map and goes, I do have a generalized location. That's better than nothing. I had to look at several maps and see what has changed over the times. But it seems as if my original assumption of it being to the north was wrong. Looking around to make sure no one is kind of paying attention, he goes, unfortunately, the priestess does not want you to go there. She says it is too dangerous, but I feel as if it is important. So they have not sanctioned getting you mounts, so you might have to go on foot. It'll be a long journey, but it's doable. There's some villages along the way. Correct. I have also procured a few tents for you. He pulls a small crate to the side, opening it, and you see three tents and some basic camping supplies. I will accept them and thank him for Sorry, it. Sorry, I'm writing it down. <laughs> That's okay. I'm accepting it on your behalf. He goes, now, this is... Because this is not sanctioned by the priestess, you cannot tell that windbag Sir Reginald about this. Fair enough. If any harm comes to you, I will take all the flack. We do not want the heroes to fall under... Scruton. Thank you. You're welcome. Did the priestess or Sir Reginald say why, aside from endangering our lives? I did not speak to Sir Reginald, but when I brought this up to the priestess, she said that it was too dangerous. We have lost several adventurers and scholars who have gone there. No one has returned. We have had a few rumors, but other than that... What type of rumors? That there are strange creatures and there are the descriptions we have gotten from locals is of the 
creatures have their eyes sunken in. Their color is lackluster. What we've already encountered. Correct. I'm to look at the Clyde and short round go. I suggest we get geared up. Yeah. I will concur with that. Alright. So as you guys go to prepare for your next leg of this journey, we are going to end the episode here. The world fades around us as we turn and face the ocean. Watching the storm off in the distance, we start to see less waves and more of two armies clashing. The white surf of each wave crashing into each other reminds us of arrows raining down from army to army. We start to move out, flying over the waves, ducking, dodging. The wind is picking up. The smell of salt embeds itself in our senses. And then we arrive in the storm. Thunder and lightning crash and boom around us. The storm cloud swirls as if two unseen forces are studying each other, dancing around a ring. Then another crash of lightning. It almost sounds like two bone-breaking hits. Then again, it becomes rampant. Soon, all around us is just turmoil and chaos. Then we arrive in the eye of the storm. It is quiet and peaceful, but around us, chaos and death. Waiting for a moment, we begin to move back towards the holy city. But there is something pulling us back to the storm. We turn. We see a skeleton arm reaching out to us. And on the other side, a hand cloaked in soft fabrics reaching out. Neither of which do we want to touch. So we push ourselves. And eventually, we land back on the dock, watching as the Rat Scholar continues to watch the storm, taking notes. Well, me friend. It seems as if even the scholars have something to hide. What will our adventuring party find when they go to this strange temple of bones? Why won't the priestess let them go? Why is the rat hiding this from Sir Reginald? Well, me friend. Time will answer all of these questions. But, unfortunately, me friends, our time has come 
to an end. At least for this day. So, I will see you next time. And as always, may the Dice Gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod, and of course email WhatTheDicePod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us. 